Welcome to the Strategy Mob Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy Mob. Today, I have two very special guests, both of them in the front line of our industry. Ryan, he's a sales professional at Oakville Honda. Harris is an F&I manager over at Frost Chevrolet. Guys, both of you, thank you for taking the time to jam with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time, too. Um, Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think, though, before we kind of kick off our uh, episode today, let's start off with a couple origin stories so people can have some context. How did you guys get started in the industry? Ryan, I'll start with you. It's funny, actually, by fluke, um, my dad was selling his business and uh, I was in the customer service industry. He owned a gas station and my dad's good friend um, who's in the automotive industry said, hey, why don't I interview the guy? And the rest is history. Three and a half years later. That's good. <laughs> you know what? That's how I think a lot of us actually get into this industry. I, mean, I don't think anybody actually does it intentionally. Very seldomly have I ever found someone that said, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go sell cars for a living. You know, I find a majority of us kind of fell into it. And I actually fell into it the exact same way. Um, or it's similar to that, where it's just kind of like a friend of a friend. They're like, hey, you like selling stuff, right? I'm like, yeah, I like selling stuff. You want to come sell cars? Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much how it got started. <laughs> um, Harris, for yourself, how did you get started in the industry? Yeah, my story is, uh, you can say, a bit similar. So I did my bachelor's in computer science from uh, Brock University in St. Catharines. And I was back in Mississauga working at, uh, at a computer school. So I was kind of, you know, setting up new computers, selling them and doing a, a little bit of that. So what happened is that store closed down. So I came back to, you know, back, back. I had no job at that time. So then I got uh, a job at, a, at a, a restaurant as a server. So after doing the bachelor's, I, I was not finding any job. I was working, you know, waiting tables and cleaning washrooms and cleaning, you know, floors at night. Uh, so after about five, six months, one of my uncle, he's like, hey, you know what? There's uh, an opportunity in sales, in car sales uh, at a local Mazda dealership. You want to go to try and give an interview. So I was like, anything better than this right now? Why not? Let's give, give it a try. So I went there and uh, and I met uh, Ravi Manan, who's is uh, currently you now a part owner at the store, and uh, Nasar Hamami, who is uh, also was a use commander there. So they interviewed me, and and on this part they hired me. So that that's how I got into into automotive and started as a used car salesperson at that Manasa dealership. So then it's now it's been about twelve years I've been in the industry. So it's uh, every day is uh, is a new day. Every day is a new day, and uh, we're upon some new days right now. Um, you know, both, all three of us are here in Ontario, um, where they just opened up dealerships on the sales side to appointment only. Um, I know there are other people listening to the podcast or watching the podcast from other parts of the country or even the world. And for us, we've literally been kind of in a kind of a, a mild shutdown kind of a mode, you know, where other places haven't been like that. And we just got news that we're kind of able to sell again, which is great, um, but by appointment only. So here, guys, here's what I'd like to start then with that said is kind of what's the current norm for both of you guys uh, Ryan I'll start with you what's the current norm look like for you right now so actually I just got back to work uh, um, Wednesday May 6th um, customers you know they're calling in sales calls internet leads 
and pretty much, you know, just reconfirming that, you know, the vehicles are being, you know, sanitized and, you know, we're being very professional and that we're providing a good service to them. And, you know, just to make the, make the customer experience that much better, you know, cause that's very important, especially, you know, in this current times and, you know, it, it's, it's just, we have to, we do, we have to do what we have to do. Yeah. I mean, right now, I think it's going to be a lot about what our processes are. It's almost kind of like, I, I feel like the, the customers care more about how they can engage with us um, than they care necessarily about our offers or our incentives at this point. You know, the, the first question is like, you know, what do I need to do? Where do I got to go? You know, do I need to wear a mask? Do I not need to wear a mask? You know, do I need to clean my hands? Do I need to call you in advance? You know, I think there's a lot of customers out there that have that kind of question of like, how can they engage with us? Um, Harris, for you, what is what is your current norm look like? Yeah, so currently I'm, I'm just at home. So of course, uh, you know, waiting for things to settle in. And of course, as the sales go, go you know, increase, then definitely we'll be back at work. But uh, currently it's a month of Ramadan, so I'm fasting. So it's uh, it's not not a bad thing, you know, staying at home with family and, and being able to get through the uh, Ramadan month. So right now, just spending time with family, with my son, playing basketball in the backyard, just going on bike rides with him and, and just, you know, just being together with family, I think is is, uh, is, is really good. And, and I, I would take all that uh, moment uh, and, and, you know, cherish that time. So that's the current norm. And that's definitely a blessing right now. I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of bad stuff going on and it's we're we're in the middle of a pandemic. It is what it is, you know, but I mean, there is a bit of a silver lining, you know, for, yeah. for a decent amount of us, we're able to spend that additional time with our family, which we're not normally able to do. I mean, we're talking about the automotive industry here, people. Yeah. <laughs> it is. There's a reason why we, that's right. There's a reason why we use the term bell to bell. That actually, do you guys use the word bell to bell? I mean, maybe it's me coming from the from yes. the states, you know. But like, I've I've said that a couple of times. People go, "What the hell does that mean?" And I'm like, "It just literally means from open to close." That's but just, there's only opening bell, no closing bell. <laughs> there's no closing bell. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? It's actually a good point that you say that, Harris, because you know I've been talking to a lot of salespeople right now, especially the ones that are dealing with the internet leads. And you're 100 percent right. Like, there's no closing bell. Uh, I was this morning. I had a podcast with a sales person he was like i answered one at 3 a.m last night yeah, you know because it. i was it's like i look man i get paid commission that's, that, that's that's the time when the consumer is online right they're oh yeah he set up an appointment at one o'clock they're checking out their cars and then that's that's what they're gonna send the email so you gotta be there to reply that's what they're looking for 100 percent I mean, he, he responded to the guy at 3 a.m. last night. No, look, I'm not condoning people should be working at 3 a.m. in the morning, okay? I'm pretty sure this guy's just a night owl and he was up late. Um, but he answered it and the customer was so taken back by the fact that he actually answered it. Now, let's say this though. He answered it not using a template. Yeah, that's okay? Like, that's true. That, that's, a, that's a big deal. It wasn't just some, yeah. you know, just copy and paste template. It was like, hey, you know, it's John. I see you're up late too. I'm up late too. That's a cool car. You know, if uh, here's the answer to your question. If you like more information, you know, hit me back. And, you know, they, they actually went back, for, back and forth and actually turned into a text message conversation at like 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. the guy's coming in tomorrow for, for a test drive. So, you know, it's like, hey, that worked out. But um, I think that's the current norm for a lot of people is that it's that bell doesn't necessarily ring there's a lot of people that are on all the time um i digress apologize but what i'd like to do though is kind of talk about guys is kind of what that new norm 
is going to look like because I think it's going to look different for everybody. Ryan, I think the new norm is going to look different for you. Harris, I think for you in the F&I department, it's going to look different from you. But I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on how you kind of see that new norm looking out. Uh, uh, Ryan, I'll start with you. How do you kind of see your new norm kind of playing out over the next few months? Um, yeah, I think, you know, video walkarounds um, will be bigger than ever. Social media, um, you know, promoting yourself online, building your brand um, to show the customer you can be trusted and, you know, still following obviously the process, but taking to the next level for the customer and knowing what the customer really wants and, you know, tweaking the process necessary. Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a lot of process. You know, you were telling me about uh, a test drive you took the other day. Um, can you share that story with me again? Yeah, so I actually sold the car today. So my first sale back, um, great, great people. Um, so what it was is I brought the car up. I had the car seats wrapped, steering wheel wrapped, sanitized, um, you know, lifted the hood up to show the engine. Open the, you know, let them open the door themselves, kept my social distancing, and, uh, you know, they had masks on and so did I, right? Because, again, we want to keep safety in mind, right? So I wanted them to feel comfortable, you know, have a nice, you know, striking up a conversation, having a few laughs, because, you know, people at the end of the day, we need that human interaction. I think that's one thing that's been missing in this, you know, pandemic is human interaction, and people can't wait to you know see their friends uh back at work and you know sell cars because that's what it's all about sell cars and you know have fun and meet new people you know isn't that crazy to think would you guys have ever thought that at some point in time you guys would have to spend you know like a good 20 30 minutes preparing a vehicle sanitizing a vehicle before a customer ever showed up to the dealership. I mean, I think on one side, I actually think it's kind of cool because it is going to kind of increase that, that level of experience because you can't just pull up to a dealership anymore and say, all right, I want to go check out that car. Like, you know, it's like, you know, the customer does have to kind of think in advance. The, the salesperson needs to be kind of prepared in advance. You know, that, that the person that's coming in at one thirty to test drive that Lexus, you know, that car, car is going to have to be pulled out. It's going to have to be sanitized. It'll have to be parked up front. Like it just feels like it's going to almost like organically create kind of a better experience, you know, for everybody. Cause it's just, it's forcing both the customer to be more prepared for their shopping experience. And it's forcing us, the salesperson to also be more prepared for that customer experience. Hey Harris, uh, for you, F and I, I think there's going to be a lot of changes in the F and I department. I'd like to hear your thoughts, though. How you see the new norm play out for you? Yeah, no, definitely, you're uh, absolutely right. There's uh, there is going to be a big, uh, you can say, paradigm shift. But see, I, I like to put myself uh, in a position where I'm kind of ahead of the curve, right? I, I don't want to be, you know, behind the curve or in the middle of it. So. I, I look at my 12 years of experience. So when I started car sales, you know, there was like so much traffic of, you know, physically people coming in the showroom. There would be 16 salespeople and all the time we would be busy with customers and there would be people waiting for, you know, talk to a client, uh, to a salesperson. But then what happened is after about three, four years of that, the, the traffic slowly, slowly started going on the phones and, and, and on the internet leads and the phone calls. So now we had more phone calls and more internet leads. And then we were working towards, you know, getting that 
that that client come to the showroom and setting an appointment then slowly slowly now instead of customers taking six seven visits they were just taking one visit and just buying the car if they were happy with the service doing the reviews and all that so from me personally from about you can say about three four years before from today i've been uh, doing a lot of videos so i i created my own uh, youtube channel and and uh, on that i've been uh, making videos of you know walk around for cars so while i was at uh, my you know previous job which was in markham i was a sales manager plus finance manager at a, at a used car dealership so we had any car come in we would do uh, you know get the car ready for the lot and i would go and make a two minute or less video and then i would have that video ready so whenever i would get an internet lead i would attach that video link on it i would then also make about say 15 to 20 second personal video of of me coming up and and just saying thank you to the customer for you know sending the uh, sending the inquiry that way i would i was putting my personal you know touch in there as well so that i've been doing from last 3 4 years and now recently about you can say a year ago uh, in my fni office what i started doing is i started putting my phone and and recording recording my turnovers so what that did for me is is two things it first made me uh, you know see my my uh, positives where i was doing good how i was transitioning to different products and you know things which i which i was doing good at and then i also found out things where i was you know when they say no how my expressions were coming up how I, how I, I was you know how i was taking that if my ears were getting red or if i my cheeks were getting red you know what, how i was handling the objections so now that i started learning and and you know getting better at that by just making my own and you know kind of videos and getting some feedback from uh, our trainers in different uh, insurance companies and all that so that has prepared me to today's world now today if uh, if a salesperson ryan brings me a customer and he's you know what i sold the car they they're not coming in this is the you know deal please call them and set up a finance application and you know go ahead that's okay because now i'm going to make a phone call get my introduction just talk to them and let them know you know what's what to expect then i would not try to sell now now would be hey can we set up a time where we can have a you know 30 minute video chat or a facebook live discussion so i can go over all your financing details and options are available which are which are your legal right to know and that would be the time where i can be prepared and i can send them during that time i can send them some data for them to read about it and then they are a little bit more ready for me to you know discuss and then when i ask them for that time at least they'll give me full attention which i need in the office then from there of course like the process has to be same i'm not going to you know not talk about the current warranties and what benefits it has and how they can extend and what benefits it has that has to say same but now instead of me being in front of them physically we can just like today we're talking to each other we can we can do the same thing with the clients and and of course it's going to be a learning curve but as i said like i would like to be in in ahead of the curve rather than be you know well and at, i i think for i think for a lot of you know um sales people out there that that's that's a fundamental change you know, like that's not necessarily, you know, something that, you know, they've always been accustomed to doing is, you know, having to communicate face to face is one thing, but having to communicate over a device is entirely different. And, and Harris, I'm confident that you're going to do quite a good job at this. I mean, you just tell even right now, you know, what the way that you're able to communicate your passion and your commitment, you know, over video, like that's, we have to understand that 80% of what we say doesn't actually come out in the words that we're saying 
right? The body language is a huge part to what we do on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's going to change. Like we're not going to quite have all, the, all that body language. So it is going to be so important to really kind of understand our tonality and the speed of the words that we're using and the type of words that we're using and making eye contact when we're on those videos. And I think visual aids are going to play a big, big part of it. You know, it's like they're not going to be in front of you right out of the gate. And I think there's going to be a fair amount of people that are going to not want to be in front of you kind of moving forward. So there's always going to be kind of this virtual F&I type process that's going to have to, you know, play out. Um, is there, what do you use right now as far as visuals? Is it mainly paper-based or do you use one of those more digital F&I type products? Uh, I haven't used digital product. I have used it with a company called Simtech, but that's only for me to kind of prepare my uh, my presentation for the client. Uh, what we use is, is uh, mainly um, uh, menu kind of structure. So I have a you know specific menu which is prepared. So so the way I can transition is that as I said, like once I make the connection with the customer initially, then during the time where I want to actually do a video turnover with them, I want to send them information ahead of time so they can they can kind of go over it a little bit, you know, just like as a generic. Mm-hmm. And and that way when I when I discuss with them, then they will have all that menu in front of them already, and then we can go together. Okay, you know what this is what I'm talking about. This is the benefits and this is the advantages, and this is how you can, you know, increase that benefit for longer time or whatever that case may be. So definitely, but but as to your point, uh, I, I already uh, already have seen some of the digital, uh, you know, uh, way of F and I uh, uh, setup. Like for example, I believe Reynolds and Reynolds have uh, started something like that, which they have like a automated and digital kind of setup of F and I, which which I think is definitely gonna come up uh, very soon and. Now is the time for for us to start using that to kind of you know, get familiar and maybe use that in our uh, turnovers for sure. Well, you know, look, I th- as an industry, we're going to have to figure out just how to be better at communication. Correct. Sorry, guys, just one second. I uh, Ryan, you lo- I lost your video there for a second, so um, that means the order. I have to switch order of you guys real quick because Harris, I now have you listed as Ryan. Ryan, I have you listed as Harris. Okay, um, I'm gonna sell Hondas now. Exactly. Over. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna fix that real fast. I did that so that I have a little spike in the audio so I know exactly where to go back and find where the air was. I should have told you in advance since before I just went and slapped my hands in, in the mic. <laughs> You're killing some bees or something. Yeah, it's like just smacking stuff <laughs> off my face. <laughs> okay, Ryan, um, now, now I want to talk a little bit more on the sell side process for you. Um, you know, how has your dealership uh, kind of defined what that new sales process is going to be? Um, you know, how do they start online? How do they kind of work into the dealership? I'm curious for yourself, how's your dealership set that up? Yep. So as, as of right now, in the current norm, we have a five-step process. Um, number one, customers can go online and check out our inventory. Number two, call, text, email, 
DM on social media. Number three, video uh, virtual walkarounds. Um, number four, finalized documentation through DocuSign. And number five, a touchless delivery. We can deliver the car uh, in our Delari trailer to their home, to their work. The vehicle will be sanitized, professionally detailed for, for a very happy customer experience. <laughs> that is cool. Actually, you've seen that. Uh, I've seen that trailer drive around a few times. It's quite an impressive looking trailer, by the way. Um, it is very cool. Uh, hey, guys, I, I think, you know, we were talking a little bit about this before we jumped on camera. Like the industry is not really going to go back to normal. Like there's there's going to be kind of a, a new version of that, which is going to change the way that we execute F&I. It's going to change the way that we kind of execute sales. And I think that kind of fundamentally also changes the employee like the salesperson, the F9 manager, it changes them. You know, I, I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. Like, I think there's a fair amount of salespeople that are not going to adapt to this new style. Like they're not going to adapt. Right. And then let's, let's, when I say new style, let's not necessarily, maybe it's not necessarily new as much as it's more of an enhanced, you know, it's like, this is what the customer expects. This, we're not making these changes because we want to make these changes. We're making these changes as the customer is forcing us to make these changes. This is how they expect. I mean, I pull up to my grocery store and the seamless transaction that happens between me ordering online and pulling up and flipping the hatch open and them dropping stuff off is such a beautiful frictionless process. And, you know, when I order stuff on Amazon, I just I just got a notification actually while we were doing this of a little picture of my front door saying my Amazon package has been delivered, right? Just, just this sheer amount of friction that has been moved from removed from the retail industry in all these other spaces except for automotive <laughs> like i think what this well it's true right like it's like you know it's like really our sales process uh, hasn't changed in 70 plus years like our our, our f and i process has not changed in the last 30 some odd years you know like it's just <laughs> really there's nothing changed now we're being forced to change which i think will also change the staff the employee as well and i want to kind of get your kind of thoughts on this and uh, ryan i'll start with you like how do you like how do you see what the new salesperson is going to look like it's going to be um, a lot of video content online, social media, uh, branding yourself is going to be bigger than ever. Bigger, it's already obviously massive, but you know, TikTok, Instagram, um, you know, Facebook Live. This is going to be the new norm. Anybody that doesn't adapt will be left behind. And, and that's that's a reality. Um, you, you know, you have to be able to brand yourself because the customer wants to trust that salesperson. You know. To, to purchase a vehicle. I'm curious, uh, Ryan, for yourself, like, how do you define brand yourself? You know, because I, I know that's, like, that term's used a lot. You know, I hear it in a lot of podcasts and a lot of webinars and you, you know what you should do? You should brand yourself with the finger pointing at the person. But what the hell does that mean? Like, what does it mean? So I'm curious from, from your perspective, actually, I'll get both of you guys' perspective on this one. Um, you know, what does it mean to brand yourself, Ryan? Well, you have an audience, right? A target audience that wants to see your content. And as you keep producing content, your audience is going to grow. Organically, you're going to get a bigger reach. So in order to, and, you know, to gain more referrals and to build your brand, right? People want to know who you are. You know, you can do social media. It can reach anybody in the whole world. That's the beauty of it. And it's free, not forever, but it's free now. So let's take the opportunity and take advantage of it. 
Harris, for yourself, what, is it, what does it mean to have a personal brand? What does that mean to you? No, uh, to, to Ryan's point, definitely what he mentioned does make sense, of course. But uh, the main thing is like, how you are you unique from other people? What is that your unique characteristics, right? Like it's, it's like when customers are looking for a luxury car, they're looking for a Cadillac, they're looking for a BMW or Mercedes. But everyone has, every car or every brand has a unique thing to it, right? So a client who's in love with a Cadillac, it, it doesn't care about a BMW. So that's what the client or the consumer is looking for is the uniqueness in you. So, for example, if if uh, if a client is scrolling on a on a on a dealership's Google reviews, and and they see okay, there's like seven recent reviews, and there's uh, one F and I manager Harris Abid every time is coming up. That's that's the brand you you wanna be. You wanna be that person when the so the idea is you know as I mentioned earlier before the door was here, people would come in. And you could stand, smile, and then shake hands, and you know you can make connection and you know sell a car. But now that the, the traffic is coming, as you said, on on your phone, you're ordering Amazon, you're ordering all those stuff. So when you order something, now they know what you're ordering. They're gonna start sending you more ads of that. So the consumer, when they're shopping online and they're looking for a car, or they're looking to say they're looking uh, information on extended warranties. If you have a blog written on LinkedIn or if you have a blog written on your website and you wrote some benefits of current warranties and what's the benefit of extended warranty, maybe they land on that. And then maybe they'll read about you and they will see, okay, you know what, what this guy is saying makes sense. That's how you can be unique in the marketplace. You can be somebody who they can see as 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 when they're doing their search and you pop up as a as a person who's giving that that information which that which can help them make a better decision. That's the uniqueness you want to be able to provide in the marketplace so that you become a brand like Harris. Okay, Harris, you went there. I'll come to you there. Harris, you went there. I'll come to you there because I want to deal with you. So that's that's where I think a new norm should be that, hey, how I can be in front of the consumer when they're looking for the information, which which is relative to me. And I can provide that uh, that feedback or that 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 positive information which can lead them to you know purchase something or, or get in touch with me so i think the uniqueness the part the uniqueness of you needs to come out and that's how you can you know brand yourself well no actually harris i think you're spot on there and ryan i think yours as well with the social with the social side is that what it means to be a brand it means what it means to do business with me as an individual right so it's it's like you know you want a brand experience right everyone talks about a an experience and every and a good brand has an experience right we cannot rely on our dealership to define what the experience is because i'll tell you right now a good chunk of them won't do it <laughs> you know well a good chunk of them rely on the fact that they're honda rely on the fact that they sell toyota or they, yeah. they're a mazda store or a volkswagen store they rely so much on their manufacturer's brand that they don't overly do a great job of defining a brand for themselves. Now, luckily, both of you guys work for Delari, and you guys are a bit better at that. Um, but, you know, I mean, I mean think about it. Delari had to define what it means, not just to buy a Volkswagen or a Toyota or a Chevy or a Honda, but what does it mean to buy a product from Delari? doesn't matter which product. What does it mean to that? And as salespeople or F&I managers, we have to do the exact same thing. It's like, all right, this is, this is the experience you'll receive from Toyota. Here's the experience you're going to receive from my dealership. Here's the experience you're going to receive from me as an individual. You know, so what does it mean to do business with me? And then that that kind of becomes the brand as well. But Harris, you mentioned it earlier too. The brand is a little bit more. It goes even farther. It goes into passion. Like, what are you passionate about? 
For, look, for a lot of people out there in the industry, they do this for a job and they're good at it. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're passionate about. That, that the brand doesn't have to be about that. You know, I have a guy that I work with at a Chevy dealership up north, and he's a retired um, uh, angler. Now, I had to go look up what an angler was, by the way, guys. I didn't even know that an angler was a professional fisherman. So that's, that's what he, for a living, that's what he used to do. He actually used to fish professionally. Didn't even know that was a thing. Um, he, I'm like, you get paid to fish? What the hell? <laughs> that's awesome. Like, that's awesome, that's awesome. right? But that, that's what that's what he did for a very long time. And that was his passion. That, that, that That's what got him like jacked in the morning like he got excited about going out and being able to do that and come to find out that you know he sold trucks and he was an okay salesperson but honestly not the best you know at this particular dealership until we started tapping into his passion and you know we started creating content around his passion but from the back of his chevy pickup and you know now every week he posts a fishing tip from the back of his chevy pickup and he's created a brand around fishing. And everybody knows what he does for a living, you know, but he knows that his passion is fishing. So, you know, he's created this audience and I think he's got almost 8,000 people following him right now, you know, but they're all local kind of in that area because they're all, they all want to know where the best fishing spots are and the lures to use and all this stuff. Guys, again, I didn't even know this was like a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't fish. You guys fish? I love fishing. Uh Okay, okay, fine. Then oh, Ryan, you know exactly what I'm talking about then. <laughs> you know, <right? laughs> but but he's now but so people are attracted to his brand because of that information. And uh, but you know, then the loyalty of that brand has translated into actual sales. So people have connected with him and got to know him so well from a brand level that when they're in market for a car, you know, they're like, yeah, that, yeah, that's why I want to buy a truck from. I want to buy a truck from Bob because Bob has always given me great information of where I should, I should go fishing and what lures I should use and techniques and so on and so forth. And I find that that's, that's, that becomes the brand. But the brand is kind of with you. I was lucky enough that automotive has been in my blood for a long time. So it was just literally, it is my passion. The operations, the marketing is my passion. But I don't think, you know, for people out there listening there, thinking of creating a personal brand it doesn't have to be about what you do it's about what you love and you know but in that in that brand you can always there's a space to tell people what you actually do for a living any thoughts on that ryan does that make sense to you it does actually because i just did a boxing video uh, online on on my social media feed that's right i was going to ask you about that i saw that just to show that, you know, speak from automotive, I have different interests and likes, and it makes me fun, right? And people relate to that. They relate to the boxing. They relate well, to they the They can fishing. connect to that, right? I mean, the other people right. that also are fans of boxing and, and appreciate that sport, and it is, it is a physically demanding sport. I mean, they can connect with you at that level as well. Right? And pe people buy from people they like. You know, it's about building relationships. I always tell anybody... You can buy a Honda from anywhere. There's a Honda within a certain kilometer radius, but you buy from someone you like. Exactly right. You buy from somebody that you like. And um, and then that's that's where I find the salespeople and the F&I managers need to put content out there about. They can build a brand around their passion, not necessarily what they do. Um, Harris, I, 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 I haven't seen some of your videos. Now I'm going to go look some of your videos up. Um, what, what kind of video content are you creating right now? So uh, mainly, uh, you know, I, I kind of 
look for look for small things within within the industry like uh, for example i had uh, made a video back uh, was how to buy a car uh, in canada so so mainly i look for things like which are you can say then they 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 call uh, long uh, uh, what you call them uh, long keywords so mainly mainly trying to find something which which a consumer is you know specifically looking for so i try to make videos about that or or say you know video about how a mazda 6 stereo system works or how uh, you know specific cars you know where to where to put your washer fluid so things like that so those are small small little things which can are are, are things which i sometimes also am looking for on the internet for example now by being home i i you know started one project which is just uh, you know my backyard deck i'm i'm you know sanding the whole deck so before starting that i was on youtube finding how to sand your backyard deck so you know you do it properly so now that's someone has put a you know video about it gives me the tips and i i get to get the job done thing you know myself right i don't have to hire anybody so same kind of content is what i try to bring up which is like how i can be useful in the marketplace for for someone who might be you know be looking for a specific answer and and you know i could be there uh, to provide that and that can lead to okay you know this guy is giving some fair information let's see who this is so that's basically the idea of of you know getting your name out there and getting the audience which trusts you on your information well and that's actually a great way to make content i get a, i get that question asked a lot like what kind of content should i make you know and it really you have to first identify your audience and i think ryan you mentioned that earlier uh we were, we're talking about audience um you know you need to know your audience before you can make content because you want to make content that's relevant for their audience. That's one, that's one way to, to make it. So it's like, if you know that, you know, uh, you want to target, um, maybe people that are just came to the country. So, you know, new arrivals and target them with content that about questions that they would be asking, that would be a great, because then you, now you're reverse engineering it. It's like, okay, so if I was this person, what would I be looking up online? Harris, just like what you said, right? If, if, if I'm, if I, I need to send my deck, what information would I be looking for? I'd be looking for this information. You can create content that way, right? Identifying who that audience is. You know, the, the other way I think also to, to develop out, uh, cr- content is to also take a look at it from a perspective of education or entertainment you know i think content has to fall into one of those two categories right like we don't want to just make it for the sake of making it yeah i I hate to say it guys but i'm watching a lot of walk around videos right now that a lot of a lot of salespeople putting out walk around videos right now and they're just making them for the sake of making the damn things like there's not a hell of a lot of value in these it's like they might as well just be reading off the brochure and just talking into the camera i mean they're pretty damn boring you know so it's like y- y- you have to educate or you entertain if you can hit both that's even better but it's got to be one or the other and if you are going to educate them don't read the damn brochure you know, like find something that's interesting. If you find it interesting, guess what? The people that are searching for that product will also find it interesting. But, you know, just to show that it's got a steering wheel and four tires <laughs> and, and, and cruise control. Like how often, how many times in a walk around now I've seen where someone goes and, oh, look, it has cruise control. Is there a vehicle built anymore that doesn't have cruise control? Like I'm just like, like you know, it's like an alloy wheels. Like really, 
really that's that's a feature now like <laughs> come on but no I, i'm with you it's like we, we do need to kind of push the envelope to put out better content and that's through the form of content uh, through education or entertainment um guys oh crap look at the time I know we're getting towards the tail end of our time today, um, but, but you know, before we go, though, I would, um, for everyone out there that's watching and listening and would love to connect with you guys and learn more about, you know, what you guys are doing and kind of follow along with your journey, um, what is the best way to do so? Harris, I'll start with you. Yeah, best way would be uh, LinkedIn or, or Instagram. So LinkedIn, you can just search my name with my full name and uh, my profile will come up there. Uh, on Instagram is uh, my full name with the 84. So the, you know, my Instagram handle. So I do a lot of posting on Instagram. I don't do much on LinkedIn, uh, like videos and, and things like that. I do videos on YouTube. Uh, We're so going to have to get you to do LinkedIn, man. Come on. Yeah. That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah, no, I have done a lot of uh, few blog posts on LinkedIn, but uh, definitely I think uh, I need to educate my connections on, on LinkedIn as well, I guess, as you said. <laughs> So we'll do some more videos on LinkedIn. For well, sure. I, I look forward to seeing those, Harris. Thank you. Yeah, um, Ryan, for yourself, what's the best way to connect with you, man? Yeah, so you can reach me on Instagram at, at Ryan Nifo, one word. You can also reach me on LinkedIn, Ryan Nifo, also Facebook, and also TikTok, which I just started dabbling into. That is the future. It is. And TikTok is the future. And you know what's funny thing? I think TikTok is great for dealerships. Like, I don't think people realize, but like cars and music go hand in hand with each other. Like, how, how many music videos have you seen with cars in them? Like, a lot. Like, the, the automotive and the music industry are so side by side with each other. I think there's there are some people out there that are making some very fun, creative content, you know, using, you know, the cars, which have great imagery in the first place, and supporting it with just some fun music to go along with it. And it's super easy right. to do. So I'm, I'm with you on that one, Ryan, 100%. Hey, guys, uh, thanks again for taking the time to jam with me today. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for your time again. Thanks, guys. Thank have you. a good have one. Me. Thanks.